Dan, what's up, dude? Hey, man. Good to see you again. What's going on? I am good. We have a very packed menu, so I have a very yeah. quick open for you. Okay. Let's do it. How do you pronounce ginger ale? <laughs> I don't think I realized that there was a debate there. Ginger ale? Okay. See, I think you actually say ale. When I say, I say yeah. ginger ale. Like Oh, ginger ale. <laughs> like, I full say ginger Combine ale. Combine it. Yeah, like it's like spelled G I N G E R space rail, R A I L. <laughs> like I'm going down a rail that has been kissed by ginger. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Down, take Pepsi Parkway and turn right on Ginger Rail, and you'll be right there. Like, I didn't realize this was a thing, dude. Neither did I until I saw ginger it, ale. and then I was like, oh my okay. god, I don't say ginger ale. I like I had to try really hard just to say ginger ale thinking in my head. I fully say ginger ale. Like ginger wow. ale. Yeah. You just come by. Okay, this is this is this is fascinating. I need to hear from our people. Yeah. We need our people commenting below. Please. Do you do you are you with are you with Didi here? Ginger ale? Just you rail it together like that? <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, I thought you were going to go, like, caramel, caramel, or something like that. But no. No. Uh, didn't, didn't know about this one. But, yeah, ginger ale or ginger ale, which I fully say ginger ale. Like, I, it's not even, it's not ale, it's rail. And it's, it's rail. really bugging me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Have you, have you spoken to anybody else that's, that says it like you? I have not. I've not spoken to anybody. I, I'm sure other people do it. Like, I, I yeah. just, I saw this on the internet and I was like, oh my God. And immediately, I was like, yeah, that's that's me. I'm part of the rail crowd. My rails are it's made like, of ginger. Uh, <laughs> I hear that a lot with uh, Kirk Cousins, where nobody fully pronounces Kirk Cousins. It's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. You end his name and start his end his first name and start his last name all in the same syllable there. Kirk Cousins, but it's Kirk Cousins. That's so. There's another example there. That one. That one. Everybody does that though. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and like no one really has respect for Kirk Cousins. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it like really just doesn't matter. They just say, yeah, the blend, it, everybody runs with the blend there. They don't care enough about Kirk Cousins to say, hey, it's actually, we should put a space there. Kirk Cousins. You got to go the back to back. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let us know. Uh, are you ginger ale or are you ginger ale? Let us know at Brunch <laughs> Breakdown. It's Didi out here in Los Angeles. Dan is in Pittsburgh and Chris is uh, blowing balloons for a birthday party. Happy birthday to Olivia <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on right. the brunch breakdown today. Uh, we've got a fun one. Uh, the Pac-12 is all of a sudden dead like overnight. So we're going to talk a little college football. Um, a man in San Francisco messed up with the Taylor Swift tickets. And we're going to talk all about that as well. We've got uh, a crazy meat sandwich from our friends at Burger King Thailand. Chris stops by for a little chat on the brunch breakdown. And uh, hey. we've got brunch court. We've got more. It's This is going to be a fun one. Uh, Dan, let everybody know where they can find us. 
Yeah, certainly. Anywhere you can find podcasts, people. We're there. I promise you. We're there. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon, any anything in between. Okay. Every Wednesday, new episodes come your way. Just make sure you're hitting follow or subscribe to the Brunch Breakdown wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. The episodes come straight to you. Download on the go. Listen to them whenever you need. Okay. And then the full video episodes, you're going to want to tune into the video at some point today. Okay. Full video episodes available on our YouTube page and our Facebook page, also on Wednesdays, but those are at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific when they premiere, but are available on demand anytime you want to watch after that, okay? Or everywhere on social media, naturally, at Brunch Breakdown, Facebook, X, Instagram, Threads, Triller, TikTok. Find the Brunch Bites there. That's right. Find the Brunch Bites there, our video clips of the show throughout the week. Um, And then we give you our sounds of brunch our exclusive playlist of what we're listening to each and every week. We give you last week's songs, this week's songs, uh, and you can find that exclusively on Spotify every Friday. Just search Sounds of Brunch. Beautiful, Dan. Well, uh, it's time to get random topics off our chests. And you know what, Dan? You 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 sound peppy. You're hyped. Let's, Do I? Let's, get, let's, just get, let's just get it off your chest, man. What's going on? What's, what's on the mind of Dan Knopp today? What's up? Oh, I feel like I feel like the sound like the opposite of that, but I appreciate that. I'm glad uh, you're hearing it that way. Um, so, you know, vintage clothing in particular, but like even decorations or knickknacks or whatever you want to call them have become, you know, all the rage, right? People love this stuff. Vintage shops popping up everywhere online. Etsy, if you like, is half of this. Um, and even in store, vintage shops, like physical stores popping up and it's been going on for a couple of years now. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've even been to a couple like vintage markets, artist markets, uh, this past year. It's cool stuff, right? Very popular right now. Um, I like it. I like this stuff, but damn people, we are getting so ripped off, like so, (laughs) so ripped off. It's not even funny. Like, we are paying so much money for used old clothing and decor um, because it's become so trendy, you know, that the markup on these items has to be absolutely insane. And we're just all dumb enough to pay money for it because we have to pay a lot of money for anything or any type of clothing or something that we want. You know, I look around and I think like how I was in a neighborhood this weekend and I'm like, how are there so many vintage stores and shops selling the same thing? Everybody's selling the same thing, just old stuff. How are there so many of them? Mm. Well, like when you charge $35 for a t-shirt that cost $18 in 1997 and somebody has worn it and you're reselling it, that's how they're all managing to stay in business and continue to pop up. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. So, you know, I, I, I'm again, I, I like the vintage stuff, the idea of it. Um, but the fact that we pay more than double of what something is worth that has been used is it, it's just, a, it's just, frankly, it's mind blowing. Uh, you know, 
I, I'm with you. I hear you. Um, but I am embarrassed and I will not ever tell anybody how much I spent on a Michael Jackson uh bad tour t shirt from nineteen eighty seven because that is the first that was concert. gonna come with your Barbie, right? Yes, that was gonna come with yes. your Barbie, right? <laughs> There's a reason I mentioned that shirt because that is the first concert that I ever went to. I obviously don't remember it. But I was there with my parents and my dad has a whole story about waiting in line for tickets at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. And I needed to find that shirt with Pittsburgh on the back because he played like eight million shows like all over the world. So there's a million different versions of this T-shirt with like Thailand on it and other countries and then like a bunch of other cities in the United States. And then but I had to find the one with Pittsburgh, Columbus, all the ones that are basically around us. And I, yeah, they got me. Somebody who wore that shirt, <laughs> I made a lot of money for it. <laughs> I mean, that I'll give you that. That's a pretty exclusive vintage item. So I can yeah. sort of get, and it, it, there's a connection with you there. You didn't just pick it up to pick it up. So I, I get that, but it is, it's crazy, dude. It is. Like, I want to, I, it's my, like, it's, it, it is, it's crazy what we pay for used old stuff just because of the way that it looks like you could have something reprinted or remade to look vintage mm-hmm. that actually isn't for fractions of the price that we pay some of these places but i get you know good on them good on them for all being on the same team and making it work it's just funny that it's happening everywhere because like yeah i thought that was such a unique thing when i moved mm-hmm. here and then now any place I go, every place has a vintage shop of some sort. And it really worries me about like what um in 20 years is gonna be being sold at vintage shops. <laughs> I know. Like, like no one's gonna throw their clothes away anymore. They're just gonna hold on to them. Yeah. Because of that potential. Yeah. And it's kind of nuts. It's like, yeah. well, this could be worth something. Oh. People are selling, you know, it's it's gonna be bad. That's that thing that like all of our parents say, like, oh, it's going to be worth something someday. (laughs) And you're like, no, it's not. But now this is our excuse for our generation to be hoarders. Yeah, it literally can be because of what vintage shops have turned into. Yeah. Oh, God, man. Well, Dan, (laughs) uh, I need to get this off my chest right now. Um, (laughs) So having kids is is like a very funny thing you know you're like you're hyped to have them you know especially you get married you have kids all of that and then you have a certain number of kids my number's three and you're like okay how do i make sure this never happens again so (laughs) i can tell you guys right now guys there's nothing down there you're doing it congratulations to me got the old snip snip got the results from the doctor i am done holy shit man does it feel free feels amazing because not gonna lie this might be a little tmi for some people but me and my wife had a little getaway went to scottsdale me and her together and then while we were in scottsdale gotta say terrified literally just like oh my god we can't we can't i don't want another one of these as soon as i got home like made the appointment which took a very (laughs) long time because let me let me tell you vasectomies not exactly the most like 
Um, because they're not like an emergency thing. So like the doctors have other things to do. I'm sure they have like other forms of cancer they have to go do and surgeries they have to do for people who are like whatever. And so you just keep getting pushed down the line. So like a oh. month later, I finally got it. And oh man, I'm telling you, feels freeing, feels amazing. Shouts to um, yeah, you know, the process. It hurts, it's not great, but guess what? I'm done, I'm free, and I'm I'm just I'm just feeling good. I haven't felt this free <laughs> in my life. I feel amazing. No more kids for, for oh, your wow. boy. And I just get well, that off my chest. And listen, yeah. anybody out there in the same situation, Chris may or may not be. I don't know. Maybe he's gonna have 10 kids. Maybe he's done at three. Just letting you know. And if anybody's out there needs some advice on, oh man, I'm afraid it's gonna hurt. I got your back. I'll let you know. You're fine. Just get it done. Yeah. Can you uh can you give us a scale on a one to ten level of pain? Knowing, I mean, you've been through back surgery, so like, yeah. what is uh, what uh, what level would you put that at? Oh, dude, this was worse than back surgery. Because here's the thing about back oh, surgery. God. No, no. Here's the thing about back surgery. Back surgery hurt in uh recovery. Getting the actual okay. surgery, you're passed out. Like I remember, they were like, "All right, count from uh ninety nine, and then I was in the hospital room. Like, I don't even remember anything. Recovery hurt for back surgery. This you're awake for. So, like, you're super numb down there, but, like, you feel pressure because they're, like, cutting things and doing whatever they're doing down there. So you just feel a Mm. ton of pressure, a lot of pressure. And you're like, you're like, whatever. And then, you know, it's done. You can't lift stuff for, like, a week or two. And then, you know, it's done. It's like, it's kind of fine it's just the actual getting it done is the part that it's like it's very uncomfortable makes you think why did i do this but then yeah, but, but recovery but, not so bad no recovery is fine it's just like you literally just feel weird lifting things for like a week and that's about it other than that you're good to go but uh, it, here's another funny thing okay. when you have been with your wife who's had the kids you don't you can only feel but so sorry for yourself when you're hurting because like you didn't go through that (laughs) like right i didn't go through that so um yeah and they have no sympathy she has no sympathy she had no sympathy for me at all like she's like don't care like you didn't go through what i went through i'm like actually (laughs) you're right so i get it but anyways yeah i'm free vasectomies are great and um yeah shouts to all the doctors out there making it happen and also one thing i want to give a little note for vasectomies are reversible but the doctor will tell you that like they're really not reversible so oh. for anybody out there who's like gonna do it and then like thinking about you know because it's because re- people say it's reversible because it is they're like it may not work out for you the way you think so they like tell you like so if you're done you're done like don't think it's reversible so yeah there you go wow yeah. Well, congratulations to you. Thank uh, you, sir. The Dudley household will remain a party of five. You're damn right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. That's right. Stick it to it. And there will be no dogs or cats. None of that either. So we're. You're done. This is. You my are not fam. looking to expand. You are not looking to expand. Like the pack, unlike the Pac-12, <laughs> you are not looking to expand right now. You're done. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we are not the Big Ten Conference. We are we're the we SEC. Are... <laughs> You're like we're good. Stop knocking on the door. Like we're fine. Exactly. Yeah, we are not the Big Twelve. <laughs> we're not just taking people. We're not like Hawaii. Why don't you guys come over? No, we're not doing it. Yeah, nope, right. nope. <laughs> we're good. 
<laughs> oh man, I had to get that off my chest. And uh, now let's talk some brews. Dan, yeah. what are you sipping on, man? What's going on? So we're we're doing this uh pretty early here. Yes, this morning. Um, I'm speaking for both of us because you're three hours behind a time zone here. <laughs> um, so beer, not top of the morning to you. Um, it's coffee right now, but I'll tell you about a beer I had yesterday. Nice little beer. Um, from Two Phrase Brewing, who is new to Brewers Day. Um, they are Pittsburgh area based brewery. Nice. Um, and yeah, they uh, was at a little um kind of pop up yesterday, and they had a a new sour called Staycation, which okay, I love the name. It already had me drawn in. Um, but it was uh brewed with passion fruit and mango, and Come on. That just that just calls my name. I didn't need to see anything else more than that. I mean, it was really nice. It was really nicely balanced. Um passion fruit can be it 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 seemingly is difficult to brew beer with because you either go like too much passion fruit and you lose everything else, or it just gets hidden and you can like barely find it. But this one was like perfectly balanced, even mango passion fruit. I got both of them. It was tart. It was mildly sour. It was really good. I was really kind of pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. But with a name like Staycation, how could you not? Um, you know, and as we kind of wind down the scorching hot days of summer around the globe, um, trying to embrace, you know, sours. Because before we know it, fall beers are going to be here. Uh, Pumpkin has already returned to Southern Tier. It's already back, which... I am the pump. Uh, I may not be pumpkin, uh, but I am the pumpkin king, as everybody knows. Like uh, Kirk Cousins, pumpkin king, and yeah, that was a little early. That was a little early, first week of August, pumpkin. I'm like, folks, I love you, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Um, so, yeah. With that being said, um, since those will be right around the corner, and then it'll be we'll be in stout season before we know it. So embrace, embrace those sours. Uh, well, while you can staycation was a delicious beer. Uh, dude, you know, I used to think that like every beer with passion fruit was good. And then I realized that it's not. I hear what you're saying because it's the truth. It's like, yeah, that some people go too far with it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it kind of tastes like you're because if they go too far with it, to me, it tastes like like bad juice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. So I feel, I feel like more because, of course, there's more people making beer than ever before. So there's yeah. a lot more things. And so I feel like before it was like, oh, yeah, anything with passion fruit in. But now I'm a little leery when I taste yeah. people. They, oh, it's almost good. Yeah. Overused. And they, yeah, they either overdo it or underdo it. And yeah, you got to be delicate with passion fruit. It's not like pineapple where yeah. it just works with any level anywhere. So, yeah, you got to be a little little. A little leery there, but that was this was this was the tip of the hat. Good beer, really nice. good beer. Nice. All right, uh, I got one that uh, <laughs> shocked me by its heaviness recently. Uh, it's uh, double. I think it's called double Dobus, but anyways, it's a double IPA, and it is pineapple. And I guess I should have known from the name that it was a double IPA, but I didn't pay attention to this. <laughs> Um, I was just like, whatever, it's got pineapple in it. I'm in. I love pineapple IPAs. I'm a big fan. And it's super good, but it is it definitely got me after one. 8.5 8. 
ABV, which is just something that I, and I drank it like kind of fast too, because it was really good. I didn't know it was 8.5 and uh, kind of hit me really quick. But this one, it's uh, Cellar Making Brewing and uh, it's, where is it in California? I'll look that up in a second. But anyways, Cellar Making Brewing, it's out here and it's just a super good IPA. And because um, I've been looking for a pineapple IPA because Ballast Point made my favorite one and they just stopped making it. So like you can only you stop oh. mass producing it. So you can only get it when you're at the brewery, like one of like the the tap houses or at the brewery. You can only get it mm. there. So it kind of sucks that you can't, you know, that I can't just bring it to my house like I used to. Still is a grapefruit, ballast point, still great, but pineapple, I guess they do not make the en mass anymore. But this one, very, very good. So cellar making brewing, double dovas, double IPA, big fan. Uh out of San Francisco. Okay. And um let me ask you this. This uh says this beer was also uh brewed with lychee, orange and pine sap. Pine, pine sap? sap wasn't brewed. Okay, let me read this again. Not brewed with pine sap. Notes and aromas of pine. I should probably, I should probably just use the word pine because that's yeah. very common like in sap. beers but Throwing sap in there really threw me off. Um, but yeah, it seems to be mostly uh juicy is what most people are reporting, which is basically what you've said. You're mostly getting pineapple there. Oh, yeah. You're getting mostly pineapple. But yeah, you do get the orange in there. But I feel like that comes with a lot. And I don't know if that has something to do with the way that they brew uh different like pineapple IPAs and stuff like that. I feel like you get mm-hmm. you do get orange in there too. But but yeah, the yeah. pine, uh maybe, but you know, but so, I feel like maybe. it's just very good with the pineapple. Very, very, very good with the pineapple. So if you're somewhere nice. with this, go grab it up. I like it. I like it. Sounds good. Well, Dan, cheers. Well, cheers to our former cheers. beers. There you go. As we drink coffee here this morning. This is the brunch breakdown. After this all. is the brunch breakdown. Gotta have coffee. Let's get it. All right. Well, uh <laughs> Dan, uh, Chris isn't here, but he's here with us in spirit. So and he has he a certainly question. Is. He has a question and and more for all of us here at the brunch breakdown so let's uh let's get into the main menu let's do it let's uh yeah chris was kind enough to to share a video with us um you'll be able to hear the audio here uh so yeah let's uh let's check in with our boy it's been a couple of weeks so let's check and see what he had see what he has for us boys what's going on chris here uh sorry that i cannot be there to join you on what i am sure will be a phenomenal episode probably because i'm not there um Got a lot of stuff going on over here, getting ready for a launch for my business uh, that's happening this week. When you're listening to this episode, it has already started. Uh, and so I would never take this time to like plug my own stuff and say, hey, if you're listening um, you know, and, and you wanna join the most personalized fitness challenge in the history of the internet, well, this is your opportunity and you should go to chrisgatesfitness.com and submit an application so that you can sign up to be part of my training camp program, which is a 90-day challenge designed to help you not only make progress now, but build habits to be able to maintain that progress long-term. And there's going to be challenges and prizes awarded to people like free home gym equipment and supplements and like all kinds of good stuff, weekly check-ins, private Q&As. I would never take this time to do something like that because our time is precious here on the brunch breakdown. So instead, I wanted to ask you guys a question, okay? Because something I have noticed here, 
uh, as I'm getting older and being a dad is that there's something that I think I promised myself, my younger self in my younger years, I promised myself I would never do this or entertain the thought of this. But now I'm like, yeah, no, this is something that needs to happen. And so I'll tell you what this is for me. And then I want to hear from you guys. Like, what are you noticing in your older age now that like you had a thought or an opinion on something back in the day, maybe 10 years ago, maybe 25 year old you was like, I'll never do that. And now you're like, oh shit, I'm doing it. So um, what I'm thinking of is, you know how like, you'll go into a neighborhood and see a house that has like the slow down signs in the yard or like the sign that says uh, drive like your children live here. To be clear, haven't done it. But I'm getting to that point where I'm like, people need to slow down. Like this is this is getting reckless. It's getting dangerous. Um, Cause like people just don't stop at stop signs in my neighborhood and we live on the main street. Like as you enter the neighborhood, we, we live right there at the beginning and it's a hill going down. So people are just like blowing by the house. Uh, and I'm afraid to have my kids play in the front yard. So um, now I like totally understand why adults have done that. Okay, that's where I am. I understand why adults have done that. And now I don't look at those signs anymore and say like, that's lame. Now I'm like, no, I get it. I get it. And if I see a few more people run a stop sign, I might just end up being there. So has that happened to you guys? What, what things from your mid twenties did you say, yeah, I'll never do that. I'll never think that. I'll never feel that way. But now you do. That's what I want to tune in and hear about on this week's Brunch Breakdown. Love you, boys. Talk to you soon. Uh, before we begin, <laughs> please notice Chris is wearing a vintage tie-dye MTV t-shirt that he probably paid $40 for and was worth like 12 I just want to tie that in. <laughs> Chris on brand with the brunch breakdown. Not even here. I I love it. He had no idea, and there he is. That's absolutely what he's wearing. But incredible. Um. So, <laughs> what is something from? Oh man, uh, I have one, and it hit me this week. Uh, okay. when I drop the kids off at preschool, I fully do it. Uh, with socks and sandals on, and I always. Oh no! I would never have socks and slides on and it hit me that I do this very often. It's not like, it's not like it happened for the first time on Thursday. It's when I noticed it. it. It happens a lot. It just was like, Whoa, I do that. Like I'm the person with socks and slides on dropping their kids off at school. That's yeah. me. I'm now that person who hasn't, I, I just, I, I would have made some fun of somebody on Wednesday if I saw them dropping their kid off with socks and slides on. Probably called Siobhan, made a joke. But no, I'm yeah. me. I'm that person. So someone's calling their wife or their husband and making fun of me because I dropped my <laughs> kids off with slides and socks on. So, yeah. 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 Do you generally 
care a lot less about what you look like when you go out anywhere or you think this is more of a is this you think specific to the daycare run where you you it's in and out you got you got something to take care of you just you yeah, take care of business there. It's just the daycare run because usually I okay, am okay. going somewhere after that. So usually I get ready for wherever I'm doing after I drop them off most of the time. So mm-hmm. like I go home then then drop then uh then get ready for whatever I have to do. So like usually it's just like mad dash out the door. I throw the slides on, but it just hit me with the socks, and I just had on like socks, sandals, and it's just <sighs> yeah. 25 year old you is slapping yourself oh no doubt yeah it yeah <laughs> it hurt uh, dude 37 year old me is slapping yeah. me across the face <laughs> but definitely 25 year old me is embarrassed and he's like walking like oh my god i don't know that guy <laughs> yeah so that's yeah yeah that is great i i love this question uh same um, it is it's a bit sad to hear that chris has come to that point because yeah those signs those little plastic oh, signs yeah. the side of the road i'm like ooh, no come on um for me i think it's like the idea of doing some sort of like exercise or workout on the weekends like in my 20s that was absolutely the dumbest thing you could do is a such a waste of time of your free weekend like work out monday through thursday friday morning if you have to that's when you do that you don't do that on the weekends right work hard play hard people and now i'm like oh i missed a workout on wednesday so maybe we can like go for like a three mile hike on saturday or sunday or something like that. <laughs> like oh man has it really come to this that like that idea of doing something like that on the weekends is acceptable and almost sought out in those instances where I'm like, well, yeah, I missed a couple recently. Maybe I need to maybe we need to do something, a physical activity the weekend. You know, maybe it's not necessarily like doing a traditional workout as I would through the week, but like, yeah, is it a is that a hike? Maybe we go for a little maybe go for a walk for a little bit, do something <laughs> to play a little catch up. Like to me, as like 20 year old me, he's like, you're out of your mind, dude. Like get out, get out to a bar right now. Don't waste your time doing that. That's, that's weekday shit. That's weekday <laughs> shit. You don't do that now. Uh, um, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> cause like, honestly, cause stretching is such an important part of my life now. And yeah. like, I know a lot of the times when it's like, Oh, when's the last time I stretched? Ew, dang it. I feel it. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I feel that, um, Two. This goes with Chris's really close, <laughs> loud the loud music in the neighborhood. Oh boy! So <laughs> there was one night I was taking the I was putting the garbage cans out on the corner, and there's just this car, just blasting music. Like obviously waiting for somebody um in the house like next door, and just blasting it. Like I mean trunks rattling. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is like right outside the kid's bedroom. I go up to the car. I'm like, listen, I get it. I get it. I was there, but I need you to turn this down. I need you to turn this down. It's 10 o'clock. I need you to turn it down. And I yeah. just, and a little piece of me died. I'm not going to lie. A little piece of me died. 
because I used to be that person annoying everybody, even including my own family as I'm driving into my neighborhood at like whatever time of night. And now I'm the person saying, hey, hey, I, I've been there. I've been there. I was you once. Yeah. Just turn it down. <laughs> There's sad, sad moments in the life right there. They really are. It just it hurts. It hurts. It hurts a lot. God. Well, good to hear from our buddy Chris. Yes, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, be you know. safe out there in the uh, in the in the front yard. Those kids in the backyard. So yeah, do that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know what's funny? I and this is a cop topic for another time. Um, I don't know what security device you have at your house. I've got like ring cameras in the back, in the front, whatever. We were gone for like basically a month, and. The only thing that came up on my ring were the mailman and cars that were going too fast down my street. It's the only thing. <laughs> the only ring alerts that I got. It was literally the mailman and uh, oh, the landscape, mailman, landscapers, and then when a car would be going too fast down the street, that's when the ring alert would go off. And I'm like, why do I have this? What are we doing here? <laughs> so yeah, it's just gone all that time. Nobody, yeah. yeah, nothing. Just, just the thought. Like, not even, not even a random <laughs> right. neighbor coming to the door to ask for anything. Like, just literally this. Yeah, nothing. I'm wondering about security and <laughs> if we all are like going a little too crazy with the with the security yeah, cameras right, everywhere. Right. So I don't know. That's a you know topic for another day. All right. Well, shouts to Chris. Love Chris. Uh, hope he gets back here next week. And yeah, go to chrisgatesfitness.com. Training camp. Get excited. Training camp. That's right. Training camp's another mm-hmm. word like back to school for me, though. So every time he says it, I get nervous. Um, it's like, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, no. no. No, not ready. Not ready. <laughs> <laughs> but chrisgatesfitness.com. Get yourself in uh, in shape this fall with Chris. All right. Well, let's get into the main menu. Uh, Dan, uh, let's talk a little college football. Um, yeah. The Pac-12 seemingly dead overnight. Um, it started with USC and UCLA, which I had honestly forgotten about until this week. I forgot that that was happening, <laughs> that they were yeah. moved to the Big Ten. That happened a while ago. And then all of a sudden, Oregon and Washington are gone. And then all of a sudden, other schools are going to the Big 12. Colorado's gone. Um, now they have four schools. And... Nobody wants Stanford for some reason, which lets you know that this is not about academics. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, college football as we know it is like kind of, it's, it, yeah, like, well, I, I don't even understand. It's like, I don't even get it. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah, really, really strange. Like, obviously, there's been a significant shakeups in the college football landscape over the past couple of years and some some stuff coming up down the pike, like you said, with, uh, you know, uh, moves in 2024, moving to the Big Ten, uh, UCLA and USC. But, like, literally overnight, this conference is completely imploded. I've oh. never seen anything like this happen so quickly, this mass exodus that there are, like you said – Stanford, Cal, Washington State, and Oregon State left on an island right now as early as next season that that's it. And they're all scrambling right now trying to figure out what the heck to do. Um, You know, the Pac-12 with this weird delayed announcement of their media deal and it's through Apple TV. And and then it was just like everybody was like, we're out. 
We're, yeah. we're not, we're not, we don't want to be a part of this. And it, it gets really complicated because you have these deep rivalries within that conference and even schools that share the same state, not aligning with each other. Um, you know, Oregon and Oregon state, Washington, Washington state. Now, Arizona and Arizona state, I think we're on the same page. I think I, I can't, I can't even keep track of everybody. Yes, I think they're, they're both going to the Big 12. Yes, they're going to the Big 12. Yes. Yeah. So yes. they're at least going together, but it's you, you lose these rivalries and you can't figure out what the heck is going on here. The Pac-12 has gone from the Pac-10 to the Pac-12 to nothing. Pac-4 in a matter of 15 years. And it's just, it's crazy, man. What's happening here? We all like thought this was coming. At some point, there's going to be four, maybe major conferences, and but like for a conference to almost dissolve overnight, um, and and for it to be the Pac-12, who I mean, it wasn't that many years ago we were talking about this was the Big Twelve, right? Yeah. The Big Twelve was imploding. Mm-hmm. Everybody was leaving the Big Twelve for the Big Ten for the SEC, um, and now they're like, "This sucks to be you guys," um, and the Pac-12 is almost gone as we know it. Uh, dude i just i don't it's weird that like west coast football is just like dead now yeah that's like such a weird thing it's like i know you have like your you know because like now oregon and oregon state aren't gonna play each other anymore you know what i mean you got arizona and arizona state both going to the big 12 so you think they'll do the same but right What's weird is like the big, I guess all these conferences used to be this way. And I think like the thing with the big 10, it's going to be weird when like you have all these teams like Michigan and Michigan state, are they going to play each other every year? Like, right. You have these, you know, you have these, like, you know, I I don't know. It's already weird with the big 10 too, where like you can go through our house. They can go through like the whole year or any school can go through the whole year and like not play the good teams. Yeah. So like, what do you do now? I don't, dude, right. it's, dude, it's going to be, I, I don't, I, I don't know. There's way too many teams in that conference. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, you're right. Cause it's, yeah, it's going to be too easy not to play difficult teams in your schedule. If a conference mm-hmm. is 18 teams, which the big 10 is going to have. Yeah. Like how, yeah, you're right. How can you be like Michigan and Michigan state are playing every year? Yeah. Like, how can you say that when you have 18 teams? It just you doesn't can. make sense. And so you lose that. And it's, and trust me, speaking from experience, it doesn't gain anything when you play less often. It doesn't. It makes it go away. It loses luster when you play less often, people. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's a mess. It's a it's a, an absolute absolute mess. And then you have like a team like Florida State being like. We're out of it. We're, we don't want to be in the ACC anymore. We're, we're out of here. We're 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 done. And they they expect the SEC to welcome them. And the SEC is like, dude, we're good. Like, yeah. no. And Florida's like, over our dead body. No, you're not coming <laughs> in here. So it's literally imploding before our very eyes. And yeah, we thought this was going to be years down the road. But uh, like, what does the Pac-12 do? What do those schools do? Dude. Are they going to play each other twice next year? <laughs> like everybody gets a home and away little home and home series with everybody. Dude, like, crazy. It is weird. It's done. Uh, it's it's just done. Like you can't come back from that. Like no. you're just like because unless you're just going to do the 
but you don't even have the basketball schools. Like the Big East was able to stay because like they just kept all the schools that don't have football, you know, that don't really have mm-hmm. football, right? So like right. it's like Villanova, Connecticut, you know, whatever. So they, you yeah. know, they just kept those schools around. But like, man, dude, I don't know what the Pac-12 does. I don't, I don't know. Because like, naturally, all the four teams that four schools that are left are exploring their options right now of where of they can go. But again, but like, where the hell can you go? Where can you go? Exactly. Where can you go? You know, everywhere, everybody's like, we're good. We're full. We're, we can't handle anymore. We don't need anymore. It's like Stanford going to um, go to the ACC. Yeah. You're going to have that. What's that great rivalry between Pitt and Stanford? Oh, classic. <laughs> the classic matchup. Um, like, oh, man. Yeah. I know. You kind of feel bad for those schools. And we, of course, we're talking. Um, you know, Pac-12 when Mr. Oregon State, Chris Gates, uh, is not able to join us. I'm sure he has a, a take on it all where his uh, beavers are going to end up. But right now they're lonely on an island and looking for looking for a new home. Yeah. And this is not good. This is not good for anybody. No, I can tell you that right not. now. This is not where college football is going to be. Nothing like we once knew it. Not to be like old man, get off my lawn here, but like this is really aggressive, <laughs> really quickly, and we're losing hundred like over a hundred years, literally a hundred years of history with some of these institutions is just being thrown out the window. Um, all centered around money, of course. Everything always comes back to money, but you hate to see it all just like completely go away. With it, it just it's gone. That that history is gone. Yeah, it's weird. It because college football is like very regional to me. Yeah, and like, and it's become this thing about championships and money. And it's like it's never been about champ. Like we are Pitt in West Virginia fans. It has never been about championships. Like maybe yeah. in the maybe before we were born, but like not now. Right. It's never been right. about championships. It's been about like, hoping your team has a good chance at, to do something every four years like that's what it's about for us yeah. right and that's what it's about for mm-hmm. most college football teams for most college football fans now it's not even that it's like your your away games aren't going to be close you're like because that's west virginia's problem yeah. and you're going to have that same thing with a lot of people growing up as oregon fans now or washington fans now or whatever like all your games are going to be on the other side of the country so you can't do the weekend road trip you can't do any of that stuff it's going to be ah. Uh, God, it, God, God, yeah, it, this is all bad. But I, I hate, yeah, it's like, yeah, like I don't want to be old man to be like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna stop watching college football. I'm not. It's just you've already seen the kind of like, it, it just the fun of it kind of goes away when you get rid of some of these rivalries we've been watching forever because they don't come. Because they don't just get, you know, they don't just show up again. And I'm using West Virginia as an example because I am a West Virginia yeah. fan and they're in the Big 12 yeah. playing across. And people are like, oh, no, new rivalries will come up. New rivalries will happen. It's been like 11 years. It ain't happened. Like, it's it's not. Right. They have no rivals. It, like, they're just playing yeah. in a conference as, with a bunch of teams. Right. And as these conferences grow, again, you're not going to need to play a team every year. So how can yeah. you have rivalries when you play every team in a conference and you don't play them. You don't play one of them year after year after year there's, you can't develop a rivalry that way. It doesn't, and it takes a long time, but in that circumstance, how can you do that? How, how does that happen? It, it can't, it simply can't. Yeah. 
it's uh it's gonna be weird to see how this all falls out and um it's funny Deion sanders uh every four quotes by Deion sanders are good ones and this week when they asked him about it he was like oh it's all about the bag everybody's just trying to chase the bag he's like everyone gets mm-hmm. mad at the kids for trying to chase the bag but this is all about adults chasing the bag and i'm like Dion, spot on spot on yeah because <laughs> that's all this is about this has nothing to do with academics or anything that has to do with everyone's a like college athletes and whatever nil so terrible like what like this is it like you're making kids travel three thousand miles to play games and this is all for money from tv contracts because whatever yeah. contract the big twin the big 10 is going to sign is gonna be like a billion dollars it's gonna be insane oh, it's gonna be nuts and it's, it's gonna be absolutely nuts yeah it's gonna be absolutely ridiculous so it's gonna be like with like youtube tv or some shit and it's just gonna be wild so yeah <laughs> who knows but but this will be ongoing and uh i'm sure we'll be talking more about this as the season approaches and sees where the hell stanford ends up no doubt <laughs> so. no doubt all right uh well let's uh get into this fun story uh about taylor swift tickets so a man in san francisco uh he's probably a stanford fan um he bought tickets to go see taylor swift and get to the venue him and his wife they're so excited they go spent like i think he spent 500 and something dollars mm-hmm. on tickets which not too bad for this taylor swift tour and he's very excited they get through security they get up to scan their ticket boop, boop. doesn't work because they went on the wrong night <laughs> <laughs> oh oh dan Brutal. Uh, like I don't know. What do you think of this story? As we're both a huge concert goers, we both have gone to big concerts, small concerts, all of that. Uh, yeah. What do you think about this big concert flub? Supposed to be on. He was supposed to go on Friday night. They showed up with Friday night tickets on Saturday. Yeah, that's what makes it. That's that's the nail in the coffin, right? It's there's no. It's too late. You've missed it. You've missed your show. Um, how this guy survived this story i don't even know i mean dude this is a huge blunder that you know you essentially could never live down i don't know how you make that mistake because they're also from oakland right so they flew in so you had to book flights book hotels and not once did you think to double check the show date not once like that's all it would have taken is checking it checking it once um dude like it, it so in the the story sh- uh, reports that he like this is no joke slept on the head sleep on the couch that night his girlfriend was so mad so mad that he had to sleep on the couch that night deservedly so frankly uh, I, I don't know and like there's no way you're getting in there's no way they're letting you in no besides from buying another ticket which he had to um so it uh dude like that is a huge huge error yeah and I, I don't know how you live that down uh, expensive mistake and then he had to spend twenty six hundred dollars on tickets to see it at sofi stadium and uh he's not even able to go because he has to work so his wife yeah. and his friend are going and her friend are going <laughs> So not only did you make a huge mistake, but like you had to spend all this money for your wife to go have a great time. <laughs> yes. So she, yeah, she had to then fly from Oakland yeah. to LA so she could go. Yeah. 
you said the original tickets were five hundred. These were twenty six hundred dollars to get in the door. <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't. He again, he probably was like, I don't deserve to go, but this also really sucks. Um, yeah. I mean, what would you what would you do in that moment when you get up there and that scanner beeps? Like, what what goes through your mind? What's your first thought? What's your first plan of attack at that point? I mean, I would be, I guess I would be on StubHub hoping that there would be tickets I'd have to find right now. Like, I would be scrambling. I would also, my heart would have sank. I would have tried to be, like, mad, but then, like, realized that I had nothing to be mad about. Like, I don't know. Maybe I would have, maybe I shed a tear. I'm not sure. Like, I, like, that is such a weird situation to be in. You're like, I truly don't know, like, how you would feel in that moment. Where you're just like, oh, oh. That's when you need the old school scalper. That's yeah. when you need that that guy. Although you can't trust those people anymore either Mm-mm. with fake tickets. And you bought fake that would have really that guy would have been murdered if he bought fake tickets just to get in and they didn't work either. Walk up to the gate again. Boop boop boop. No, sorry, these sorry sir these these are not real. That guy wouldn't have walked out of there alive. Can you imagine that? That probably ran through his head, which was probably why he didn't even attempt to do that. And he's like, I'll find another way to get to you to another show. Could you, Oh, man. Could you imagine? I, uh, Dude, I don't even want to imagine that. I don't even wish that. I, I love concerts so much. I don't even wish that on someone. Like, that's terrible. Yeah. That's right. Wow. Now, do you join the thousands of people that line up outside these massive venues to sit there and listen and enjoy Absolutely the music from the outside? Absolutely no, not. I am because <laughs> I was supposed to be on the inside, not outside with you dorks that just came to dance outside the stadium with no tickets and no <laughs> hopes of getting in. I'm not one of you. I'm like, no. And that's the reason why he probably had to spend that much money because his wife was like, I'm not one of them. I made sure <laughs> I wasn't one of them. I had all eight laptops open at work mm-hmm. to make sure I got tickets. No, no, no. Like, I'm not one of you. I'm not. She probably like left the she probably left the parking lot screaming at all of them, saying, I'm not one of you. Like, I'm not. <laughs> we are not the I same. I deserve to be inside. Yeah. yeah. I, I was supposed <laughs> I... to be inside. <laughs> Man, yeah. I get, you're so mad at that point. Yeah. Well, how could you? How could you stand there and no and be outside? That's no, she That's probably hasn't major. been on TikTok in months. Like she's like, I can't even. She hasn't been on TikTok in weeks. She's like, I can't. I can't even look at videos yeah. from the show. Well, good for her that she, that she got she got to see yes. T Swift in person. Yes, good for her. Um, this is at least that good ending to the story. But my man will never live this down. Never. never. Like she'll never trust him to buy a ticket to anything ever again. Nothing. Nothing. Not even like a ticket to a dance recital. Won't trust him. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. All right. Well, Dan, uh, let's get into brunch court. Let's do it. Brunch court. What you got? Let's see. Well, this first, we're going to start kind of tame, I guess. Um, okay. I like it. Let's, let's, let's start here. This is yeah, Pepsi is a mainstay on brunch court. At this point, and Pepsi is revealing uh, Pepsi pineapple. So it's pineapple flavored Pepsi. It's in collaboration with Little Caesars of all people because they're doing 
they're promoting their pineapple pizza, which is another hot topic. Um, but Pepsi pineapple, Didi, you love yourself some pineapple, but does it work in Pepsi? Okay, so the thing that worries me here the most is Little Caesars because <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, listen, I get it. Collaboration with the pizza, understand it. Uh, still don't know if I want to have pineapple pizza from Little Caesars. Uh, but Pepsi did their mango a year or so ago, maybe two years ago, and I remember having that, and I liked it. So, oh, that's right. And I liked it. I remember doing a taste test on the show. Um, yeah, Pepsi that's mango right. is good. So I am actually into this because I like pineapple more than I like mango, and I thought they did mango pretty well. So I'm in for this. I'm just nervous about Little Caesars being involved because, you know, it's just Little Caesars is, you know, it, it does the great job when you're between the ages of like, I don't know, 21 and 26, but like or 18 and 26. I don't mm-hmm. know. I need Little Caesars on my Pepsi as an adult. So I think this is going to be good, though. I do. You think it can work? Oh, yeah, I think it's going to work because I, I, dude, the mango shocked me how good it was. So, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. the pineapple is going to be good. Like I, I could see how it works too. Um, again, it's one of those things I, I'd, I'd be willing to to try. Yes. Um, I think. But now, quickly, not to set up a, a five five alarm fire in another debate. Pineapple <laughs> and p- pizza, yes or no for you? Mm. Uh, I don't see. Here's the thing. I don't hate it, so I'm not like. I'm like, I'm indifferent okay. about it. I don't want it. I'm not going to order it. But if somebody had it and I'm like there, I'm going to eat it. I'm cool with it. So yeah. I don't have a problem with it. How are you on? Okay. Yeah, I like it. I okay. like it. It's not necessarily my favorite. I don't yeah. prefer it, but I've had it. If it's done right, I I, I actually, it works. It works. Yeah. You got to, you know, pineapple and ham. That's really how, how it uh, goes hand in hand there. So I'm in favor of it, in favor of it. But yeah, this nice. interesting here. So. Okay, so All again, right. starting off a little mild. Okay. Um, this one, Didi, is in particular for you. This is your specialty okay. because okay. it's almost it is the season is coming around the corner. Get it? Candy corn. Okay. Candy corn season, and you're Mister Candy Corn. Um. So this is fall festival candy corn. Okay. Um they the this is a variety of flavors um in this candy corn and they are kettle corn, caramel apple, cotton candy, lemonade shake up, whatever that means, strawberry funnel cake, and lemon lime snow cone. So they're really embracing the fall here and fall flavors for candy corn season. What do you think, D? Is this is 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 this is this okay for you? Can you uh, is this your type of candy corn? So this feels like jelly beans to me. Ooh, um, yeah, good call. But like candy corn's not jelly beans, so it's it, it's interesting. It's funny the three flavors on the right side: the lemonade shake up, which festival funnel cake mm-hmm. and snow cone. Those are my three favorite things in the world when it comes to fairs. So I love that. The other side, not so much. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with this. It's just, this is just going to be very sweet. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I necessarily want that with my candy corn. Uh, and it'll probably be good. It's like normal flavor. I mean, strawberry, the ke- the kettle corn. I don't know about that one, but the other ones, it's fine. I don't, I don't need this though. I don't need different variations of candy corn. I just don't. I need my candy corn to okay. be my normal candy corn and just be fire as always. Yeah, like I don't know how you could eat a handful of these. No, it seems too- you can't. Mm-mm. Like, and like, are you gonna like literally look at each candy corn and be like, all right, this is a uh, purple and brown. So yeah. this is the caramel apple. So I can have one of these. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, I actually think kettle corn and caramel apple I'd be for. And I think they could actually, you could eat those together. Um, lemonade and lemonade shake up and lemon lime, lemon lime snow cone. You could eat those together. Cotton candy shouldn't be in here at all. Cotton yeah. candy is not a fall, a fall treat. It just doesn't work for me. It's not a fall treat. I don't understand why it's in here. And anything artificially flavored like cotton candy tastes like shit. So it doesn't work out well anyway. That shouldn't even be in here. But uh, they were just trying to b- probably balance these flavors. I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't think a handful of these are going to taste good. And I think no. that's the problem. Like, there's too many flavors. Six flavors. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot yeah. of flavors, especially when you're trying to do weird things like kettle corn. You get that kettle corn and lemon lime snow cone. I don't think that's going to be a great combo. I just don't. I don't know. I don't think that's going to be great. Um, Yeah. I feel like they need to split this pack up. Maybe the kettle corn, caramel apple, cotton candy comes in one pack or something. And the other side. Yeah, yeah. I don't know this. I'm, I'm not a fan of this as a huge candy corn. I'm the king of candy corn nation and I am. Not a fan of this. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. Lemonade shake, strawberry funnel cake, and lemon ice snow cone. That could be the summer package. Yeah, you still be that could that could be the summer, and then the other side can be the fall, something like that. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Okay, it's I mean we're getting to the weird time of year. It's you know Halloween around the corner. We're gonna start to see more and more stuff like that. True. Um. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of weird, let's go. And speaking of candy, let's get even more weird. What you're seeing here. Oh my god. Um this is French's mustard teaming up with the fine folks at Skittles. Yeah. Uh so apparently the we just passed the first Saturday in August is National Mustard Day, because of course it is. And in honor of National Mustard Day, uh Mars Wrigley and McCormick, who makes French's, uh partnered to release mustard Skittles. Um, they were, they're available, available, uh, via a giveaway on the website, Frenches.com. Um, they've also been handing them out all weekend this past weekend in, uh, major cities like Atlanta, New York city, Washington, DC. Um, but mustard flavored Skittles, DD. No, no, Dan, this is a crime against humanity. This is wrong. <laughs> this is a hate crime. This is um I don't know what else kind of crime this is. This is a felony. This is this is bad. This is this is terrible. Like this is this is terrible. Like yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. This is bad. This is This is wrong. Let me let me ask you this. Do you like yellow mustard? I like it on things mixed with something. Okay. I don't pop yeah. yellow. I don't just take the thing and squeeze it into my mouth like it's cheese whiz. That's what that yeah. is. What? What? I don't. I'm not popping mustard. Like, what are you, 
<laughs> what are we doing? No. Like, I can't even comprehend how this would taste. I don't like mustard at all. Any yellow, brown, anything in between. I'm a, I'm, I don't like mustard. Uh, so I'll be the first to say that. So I'm not the best to give my judgment here, but I, I can't comprehend how something like this would taste like there. Obviously there's sugar in Skittles. So there's gotta be some sort of sweetness there. Sugared mustard. Right? Cause that's like, oh, like what, that's like what holds it together is the sugar. So like sugar and mustard. Yeah. How? That's no. disgusting. Just, also, I don't know that many people that like yellow mustard. Everybody, everybody likes brown mustard, spicy mustard. Just why are, we, why are we still doing this? Ripping open the can. Ripping open the thing and just going. No. Like, think of it as something. I'm trying to like think of it as something that I enjoy, like a condiment that I would like, like a barbecue sauce, barbecue sauce Skittles. I love barbecue sauce. I would throw up at the thought of barbecue sauce Skittles. It can't work. Even though there's like sugary barbecue sauce where like it could kind of make sense. Still, no, 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 no. It's because you don't. A thousand times no. You don't like eat barbecue sauce. You right. eat barbecue sauce with stuff. Like, I, no, this is bad. Like, I don't want hot sauce Skittles. I don't want ketchup Skittles. I don't, I don't. Ugh. No, um, this is bad. And this is just making me sick the more I look at it. Dan, no. No, Dan. All right. Well, we're out. Well, no. um, no. <laughs> no. Uh, we touched on this one, so we're gonna finish. We're gonna try to finish with this one real quick because this was, this is like brunch breaking news here. Um, speaking of things that make you disgusted when you see it, uh, <laughs> the fine folks at Burger King Thailand have done it again. Yes, Didi. Uh, we went over the real cheeseburger a couple weeks ago. Twenty slices of American cheese. Uh, they are. They released the real meat burger, okay, and it's only beef patties. Only beef patties. You cannot add anything else to this. Now, they first teased this, I think, as a joke, mm -hmm. right? The story came out that this was a joke, um, but then they got so many people wanting it that uh, they actually introduced it. So it starts with three beef patties um, for what turns out to be about $9.84 in US dollars, which is kind of crazy that people want this in Thailand when this must be, this is ridiculous, the cost of it. And you can add a patty to your burger for another $2.90. And you can add as many patties as you want. But again, you cannot add onion, tomato, toppings, anything like that. It's only meat. Um, and one uh, food blogger actually went there and ordered 100 patties on his burger. I'll see if I can try to pull that picture up too while we're kind of dissecting this, looking at this. But Burger King Thailand TV, they're just on a another planet. Yeah, 100%. This is unbelievably I don't I don't want to say it's smart. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know. But this is man. Nothing I, like I got to go to Burger King Thailand. They're just always doing something. Doing weird things and this just I don't know why why would you want all meat? Have you ever eaten just Oh, gosh, a burger no. with just a bun and especially several. Like, how do you eat this? 
Like I know make it the hundred thing is that's that's a lot and that's like funny to do because you can just go there and do it. But like mm-hmm. eating three burgers and bread with no no ketchup, no mustard, no anything, mayonnaise, nothing. No tomato. It, it's yeah, that's gross, man. That's dude, that's disgusting. There's how there's no and we're talking like Burger King burgers, so you're not getting extra flavorful anything in <laughs> those. It's bland. Here is a here's a picture of this our boy. Be, this should be called the real with... meat sweats. <laughs> oh my god. What is what There's our doing? guy, a hundred patties. It cost him nearly three hundred dollars. And, and he, he didn't finish it, as one would imagine, but apparently he, he ate as many as he could, and then he uh used the rest to make stir fry. Yeah. <laughs> True story. <laughs> yeah. That's that makes about that makes sense. This is hilarious. Like this picture is hilarious. That's why you do it. You do it for the picture. I get it. I have no yeah. problem with that. Um, it's just funny that you can go there and be like, I want a hundred yeah. patties. I mean, it's working. What they're doing is working because it's gotten us talking about it. And wow. people over there are somehow ordering them and eating it up. Because uh, then they tease the idea of like, after this, it was like the real lettuce burger. And it was just lettuce. And the real tomato burger, it was all just slices of tomato. Uh, the real sauce burger was just like, just ketchup. Um, those are more jokes um, that are they're actually selling. But this, again, turned in, started as a joke and then... Enough people wanted it where they's like, okay, fine. You guys can have it. This is this is a no, but also if you go to Thailand, if you go to Burger King Thailand, you have to order at least 50 of those. No, you yeah. gotta order at yeah. least 50 patties just for fun. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely could- a no, but I give them credit for doing some wild, wild stuff yeah. that people are actually buying. Yes. I can't wait to see what they do next. Good lord. <laughs> And that was Brunch Court. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's end the show like we always do with uh, some music, what we are listening to this week. And uh, Dan, I will get us started this week. Um, Corday put out a new. Actually, yeah. OK, we'll get to the next one. Corday put out a new song. Different sound for him. Uh, sounds a lot like um, what's the Anderson Pack and Mac Miller song called. Uh, I can't forget what that song was called. But oh, yeah. Uh, Anyways, this sounds a yeah. lot like that and like same vibe. And so if you really like that song, you're going to like this one. Uh, make up your mind. Corday. New sound for him. And I think it's it sounds really good. So check it out. Nice. Definitely be interested to check that out. Yeah. Um, Holly Humberstone. Hey. We had her. I had her on not that long ago uh, on the playlist uh, as a feature. But this is her song. And she's got somebody featured on her own song now. Uh, an artist by the name of David, but he spells it D4VD. I think I put one of his singles on the playlist a, yes. a while back. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of up and coming, really dig his sound. And so these two coming together was like, oh, yeah, let's go. Great singer songwriters, distinct voices uh, coming together. So they released a song called Super Blood Moon, all one word. Um, and now I need this to be a tour. I need Holly Humberstone and David to go on tour together, and it would be fantastic. So check that song out. Nice. Uh, Max, my guy Max, put out a new song with uh, Bozzy and uh, Jake, J-V-K-E, called Strings. And here's the thing, Max. I like the song a lot. 
but I'm gonna be very mad if I find out that you that this song has just been sitting around since like April or something because we <laughs> needed this like two months ago. So, uh, but this song is very good, and I haven't said this for a long time. I think this is gonna end up being a. I think this is gonna be a pretty large hit. I think this is this is a really good song, and I think it's you're, we're gonna be hearing this a lot in the in the fall. So, shouts nice. to Max. Strings is great. Nice, nice. Um. I'm going to be introducing you to a new band here that I can almost assure that no one has heard of. Uh, They're called The Last Dinner Party, and they're a British indie rock band. They've only been a band for like two years, and they've only released two songs as singles. Um, Now, naturally, when they're playing live shows, they're playing more than two songs, but they've on Spotify, they have two songs. Okay, so people, (laughs) you are getting in early. This is as early as it gets with a band like this called The Last Dinner Party. Um, And I'm going to put their single Sinner on the playlist. It's a great tune. And I think uh, they have a a real great potential future. It's uh, five ladies and um, they're all really talented. And I I dig the sound. And so stay tuned for more from The Last Dinner Party. But in the meantime, check out Sinner. Nice. Okay. Get in early. I like it. Get in early. I like it. Um, so, uh, get in early on this one too. Uh, Dan, I think you're going to hate this song. Uh, it's a, uh, country pop, uh, song. Uh. It is called Buckle Bunny by this girl named Tanner Adele. And there's just a lot going on in this song. Um, and I, 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 and I, I don't even know if I like it that much. Um, I just know that it, (laughs) it's, it's something and I want people to hear it. So, uh. Buckle Bunny, Tanner Adele. This is, uh, it's something. Certainly sounds like something. It's something. Um, (laughs) Last one for me this week. I can't help myself um, after last week, but Post Malone surprised us with a little bonus track um, a week after Austin came out. And it's a great song. And I put it on the playlist. (laughs) I don't care. Joy. Post Malone, because that's what the song gives me and this album gives me, is joy. Uh, I know we had a lot of his last week. You're getting more of it, people. It's a great song. Post Malone, joy, album of the year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, uh, is that it? Yeah, that's what we're listening to. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's what we're listening to. It's so weird when you do this song, Chris. I'm like waiting for more songs, but then it's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, but then we're just doing it. So anyways, that's what we're listening to. Make sure you check out the Sounds of Brunch playlist on Spotify. Get two weeks of uh, all the jams and get in early on uh, on some uh, new bands and some uh, new music, too. Well, Dan, that is the Brunch Breakdown. We have done it. Uh, any final thoughts? We're, we're we're Chrisless another week here. We're hoping that he'll be able to join us uh, last uh, next week. I should say, uh, hopeful for his return. Um, but no, this has been good. Just be weary when you're buying used clothes, people. That's that's my that's my thought. Maybe I don't want to say hold on to your clothes now for hope that you can sell them in the future because I know it'll all implode on itself. Like we'll become the vintage play vintage markets will become like the pack 12 and it'll just implode because everybody already has their own clothes and vintage clothes. And then those businesses won't be around anymore. So just, just, just think about that. Don't become hoarders. Millennials (laughs) don't do it. Don't be, don't be hoarders like our parents. Right. (laughs) And that's the brunch breakdown. We're out.